Welcome to this episode of Shine Abroad. Today, we are going to speak about career change and we are going to do a follow-up from the last episode. Just a very, very brief recap. Promise, one minute. Last time, we spoke about the core mistakes that can be made while we're looking for a new job, such as focusing on the job title instead of focusing on the actual tasks during the day, be influenced too much by society, and in particular the ego connected with social status, and also the need of um, moving extremely quickly to a new role because the current one is too uncomfortable for us. For people slightly more creative, we spoke as well also about the mistake that can be made around passion. Often we think that if we work with something that we're passionate about, we need to give a discount. This is not the case. We can be a professional, working and living through our passion, but still being remunerated properly. The last mistake, but not least, is the mistake where we are chosen by the market, but we are not choosing our role. So we don't ask enough questions during the interview or after being allocated for the position. So somehow we allow our expectation, imagination to lead the round, the interviewers to decide for us, and we use hope as a plan. Let's start straight away thinking about the five A's to avoid the mistakes that I mentioned in the previous episode. The five A's are easy to remember, but you don't need to remember them as long as you feel connected to them and actually you ask honestly yourself whether you apply these approaches or not. The five A's start with ask yourself regarding your current role. So to understand what the next role should look like, you need to understand what you like, what you don't like about your current role, and what is the must or nice to have. The second A is ask yourself about what you want to do in your next role. Very often we think that Because we have a specific background or expertise in an area, we somehow need to remain in that area. But it's not always true. It's important to ask ourselves what we would like to do. We would like to change totally. We would like to have more interaction with people, so more networking. We would like to have more a technical role. We would like to develop a specific task or a specific area of our current role. So asking ourselves what we want to do next is extremely important. It's important to ask this before going out there looking for a role. In this way, we are clear what good look like. We have some inclusion criteria and we avoid to being chosen by the market. The third A is, is a step that it might take some time. This is a bit tough because I know that all of us want to or would love to change roles straight away. We would like to embrace a career that makes us happy and satisfied, but it's not always possible straight away. Therefore, I think it's important to be honest and admit that sometimes, not always, but sometimes, but the right role might take time. It is crucial to say that jumping another role just because we didn't find what we would like to have and hoping to develop the new role in what we really want is somehow compromising with ourselves and wasting more time in a career in a sector that we don't feel passionate about or we don't feel committed to. So sometimes waiting a bit longer actually saves us time. The fourth A is abandon the ego because it will mislead you. I think that this one is very difficult because it's so 
complicated identifying the ego in ourselves sometimes, and it's also difficult to understand the line between ambition and ego. Well, what I would say is that if you feel proud of your role or the role that you like to have in front of everyone, also someone that is senior than you, richer than you, is earning more than you, and you still feel proud of it, it means that you are following your ambition. So you are following what you would like to do and you feel fulfilled and ready to embrace the new role and move forward in that direction. However, if you feel that you feel very excited about your role, you could speak for hours about that with some people or with someone else that perhaps is slightly more successful than us or perhaps more rich than us or perhaps in an area that is considered by the social status a better one, we feel bad. So if we feel negative about us, if we feel a bit embarrassed, if we feel a bit ashamed, well, that is the ego. It's the ego that is telling you you are not good enough comparing yourself to this person. However, you're great comparing yourself to this other. Therefore, what I would say is like, make sure that your role is chosen through your passion, not through your ego. The fifth A is ambivalent screening. And with this, I mean, uh, be of honest conversation with ourselves where we need to assess whether our fears of not being good enough or our fear of failure or our fear of not being accepted for who we are make us somehow underestimating and undervaluing ourselves in a way that we actually apply for a role that is not really challenging us, is not really outside the comfort zone, is not a role where we can develop new skills, where we are slightly stretched, but it's somehow a comfort zone, perhaps with a slightly better pay. Therefore, what I want to ask you, I know that could be difficult, is to really understand when we feel a bit reluctant to apply for a role, where this reluctance is coming from. Is it coming from because we are very aware that we are not enough senior or perhaps enough skills for that role? Or is coming from a fear of not being good enough or in being silly and just thinking to apply that role? This is very common for women. I need to admit that. We sometimes look at the job description. We might have the majority of the requirements, but still we don't apply. Well, it's so important to work on ourselves, on these fears, because otherwise our self holds us back. And this, is, and this is a shame. It's really a shame for us, for the people around us, for our family, because we'll have less benefit, but also from society in general, because you are playing small, and so you're creating less impact in the society. Whatever job you do, from healthcare to construction to engineering to any other role this is not the point it's really the point about standing up and and develop yourself and become an example for others and if you play small you cannot do so said that i do hope that the five a's approach can be useful this framework of the five a's will be available in my social media pages both in instagram adele the coach or in facebook on the shine abroad page as i said before the second Ace is ask yourself about what you want to do in your next role. And this is a very challenging question because even though we receive a job offer, how do we understand if it is the right opportunity for us? Well, I develop a framework 
is composed by six elements, all of them beginning with eyes, and each of them have some core question or point of reflection to understand our direction. The six highs are intention, importance, identity, income, impact, and industry. Take now your Shana Broad notebook and literally draw a flower, a pretty big one. If instead you're more rational, it's fine. You can just do a bullet point with the six eyes that I mentioned just now. Let's begin with the first one, intention. Intention contains both initiative and insight. To get more clarity and how to understand our initiative, write down the life that you would like to have. Use all the adjectives. How your life should look like. Should be a place where you work with people, you are in front of a laptop, you interact, you travel, you work very early in the morning. Like how this role will look like. So what picture do you envision about your role the second point about intention is insight and with this we are going to explore what does motivate you what does make you feel that you are in the right role what does make you be out of the bed in the morning this is the two points to explore within intention i just want to give you an example in the very moment that you will be happy to go to work even though not paid at all you pick up something that really motivates your life. So, of course, we want to acknowledge our value, we want to drive, we want to move forward in our life, though I would never ask you to not be paid. However, you need to find that role that the very fact of doing a job makes you feel satisfied. So, just to recap, our first part of the flower is intention, and within we have initiative and insight. This is an exercise that might take a bit of time because it's a big question, but extremely helpful to avoid mistakes and therefore have regrets in the future. The second I is importance. And inside importance, we have interesting and inevitable. With interesting, we are referring to have a good understanding of ourselves and what we feel good at, what we enjoy to do and what we feel that is interesting in our life. So is, for example sector specifically very interesting for us or a type of task make us feel very intrigued what's the thing that we feel out of the task i've done today this one was very interesting stimulating and actually i would i enjoyed doing it this is important because in each role of course we have a part that perhaps is like be boring <laughs> i'm sorry to say this truth even though in the perfect role there would be some boring part but overall, we need to find something that for the majority of the time is stimulating for us, is interesting. The second I within importance is a role that is inevitable. With inevitable, we mean that if we didn't work in the sector, we would be still connected to it. Let's give a basic example. I might work in baking and I just feel extremely satisfied and happy with my role. However, for some reason, I moved in off in an office space and I changed totally my career. But during the weekend, I, I do bake. So even though I'm not paid for that, I'm drawn toward the sector and I do it perhaps outside my working hours. So when we say inevitable, is that role or that job that is just very natural for us, that unlock our talent, our passion, and is present in our life in a form of another. So 
the second one of our flower is the importance. And again, we have interesting in the third point is identity. This one is a complex one, and I have many of my clients getting very stressed, overwhelmed when we focus on this point. It's not because it's difficult itself, it's just because there are so many biases and interdependencies with the environment around us that is a bit trickier to unlock. But it's definitely possible. With identity, I mean the connection and somehow association between you as a person and you as a professional or as an employee. The identity connects our values, our person, our personality, our mindset to our role that might be right for us or not. The factors that influence identity are indeed influence, independence, and interlinked to others. With influence, I mean that often or sometimes, it depends, we might be doing our role in our life just because of others. Perhaps because we want to make happy our parents, because we want to follow the path of the family tradition, because we have our partners that is very willing for us to have a specific type of career, because we have economic strains that we end up with, so therefore we are not able to flexible and change. So the identity associated to us in the working environment is not chosen by us, but chosen for us by others. Often what could happen is that for a while we are happy just because the people around us are happy and proud of us. Therefore, after a while, you might notice a bit of restlessness about your role You see people around you happy for you, but you don't feel the same level of happiness and satisfaction. Well, in that case, it might be possible that the influence that the people around you had on your choice is actually creating a detrimental situation. It's not because they don't care for you or because they want to impose their will on you. It's more because there was not enough space for listening and actually questioning what their role you would like to do or what sector you would like to be. The second I within identity, so the second factor that influence identities, is independence. Often our career represents for us our fingerprint, represent our freedom, the decision in the workplace, the freedom from time, the financial freedom, and also overall the idea of being autonomous, a, a functioning adult. However, sometimes what could happen is that we lock ourselves, we limit our identity to our role, just because going through the unknown could be difficult, it could trigger this point of the independence. So we want to make sure that we feel satisfied and we feel fulfill that work. However, sometimes we might be in a very high pay role. Therefore, challenging the status will imply undermining or perhaps threatening our independence. And why many people do a job that is very high pay, but they just hate it. Just hate. They hate the role. The third I is interlinked to others. With this, I mean that each role as some very technical skill, but as also soft skills. 
and to understand the best role for us, we need to be honest with ourselves and understand how we interact with others and what personality we have. Are we an introvert? Are we extrovert? Do we love connecting with others? Do we love chatting with our clients or colleagues? Do we want to have some alone time in a small team? What kind of location are we looking for? What happiness look like for us? Is in a large company where we are just a part of the department and we do our own role from nine to five and then leave. We want to be in a startup where we are constantly challenged and creativity is at the core of it. Also problem solving and strategic thinking. We want to be in a situation where we have a management role, so we support and line manage multiple people, or we prefer more to be a contractor or in a position where we do our own work and we don't actually have any responsibility toward others. Well, all these questions have answers. Each of us has a different answer for the questions that are shared. However, there is no right and wrong because this depends on us. This depends on who we are, who we want to be, and what our personality looks like. Some people around others feel drained. Some others, they feel energized. They love being around people. They love events. They love this idea of interacting, engaging, and communicating efficiently, using the charisma toward others or with others. So in society, perhaps there is this assumption that the latter is smarter than the first one or is more likable, but this is just not true. All of us have uniqueness and have specific characteristics just for us. And we need to make sure that based on who we are and being aware of who we are, we choose the right fit for us. For example, I'm a very extrovert person very extrovert is a big statement, but I'm pretty open. If you put me in an office on my own for days and days, it would be very difficult for me. Just to summarize identity as influence, independence, and interlink to others as the three characteristics. Now, let's go to a point that is extremely important. It's not the first one in the list, just because I think that is a variable, but it's not the variable. And I'm speaking about income. With income, I want for us to focus on three aspects. The ideal salary, so what number or what figure would make us feel valued, appreciated, stop chasing money in terms of having more and more and more, but focus for a second. What the number that will make you happy, trying to achieve that, and then move forward. Everything that comes is somehow a plus, is not a must. And this is very important. Otherwise, it's very easy to end up frustrated, to end up being drained, feeling not valid for how much we do. The second I within the income is the insurance for your future. There is this very interesting book that I read recently and has been transformative for me that is named The 100 Years Life by Linda Grattan and Andrew Scott. I'm happy to share the link in the description of this episode where they were challenging what we need to do today for us to be able to sustain ourselves when we are eight years old. In the same way that now we think how perhaps naive or silly, how many mistakes we made 10 years ago, 
also looking at our self when we were in the 20s and I'm in the 30s so for me it's 20s for you perhaps it's slightly different <laughs> I do hope there are also younger people listen to this episode however so looking at yourself 10 years ago and say I, I could have done this in a different way I could have approached that situation a different way so if we for a moment project ourselves moving forward what our 50 80 or 90 years old would say about to us today and what advice would give to us and the point here is about to make sure that we build a life that economically makes sense so that we are sustained and we are independent also while once retired and with that it's not just about paying taxes because of course it's important to have our pension but it's also trying to understand on a long term what could happen and how we can make sure that we are building initiatives for our future. So we look at the ideal salary right now, how this figure will impact or create initiatives for our future. And the third point to consider regarding income is the investment of our lifetime. So time is a limited resource. We will not be in this planet forever. And we need to make sure that this priceless asset, that sometimes we don't acknowledge how precious it is, is used in the best way. So the question here is, how do I want to use my time? What the best of use of my life and what I want to create? So you're exchanging value, priceless value, with your own time of your limited life with money. So this income needs to be a considerable one and needs to be a significant one because you're exchanging something that will never come back. The fifth I regards impact. With this is the impact that we want to create in our life. So how this role can enrich our life. What values would you like to express through your work? What skill you would like to build? What weight and meaning you want to give to this role, to your life, for yourself now, but also for your future? And the second aspect is the how this role will impact others. So the society, the sector that you are working on, you as a person, but also the social exposure that this role will give you. With this, I mean that by working or by interacting with, for example, professionals that build their career from zero, you will be more willing to understand how to do so because you, are, you have an exposure, so you can learn from others. And this happens every day, even though we don't realize that. When we speak with a colleague that perhaps recently joined our organization, the very first question is, what's your background? So you might see someone that changed career or sector multiple times, and just by listening to it, you realize that it's possible because someone has done it. So the social exposure of the role that we do and in the company where we work for is important because give us a perspective of what is possible, what is not, what network can be created, how to be surrounded by like-minded people, and also how do you see yourself growing in this field. The sixth I is industry. So how do you choose an industry you feel connected to? There is often this mistake that if we love, for example, music, the idea is that we need to work as a musician or as a singer. Well, this is not the case. There are some musicians, there are some singers, but there are so many other roles in the sector that you can do, from event manager, 
from artist manager, from music production. There are so many things you can do. So the fact that you might not be extremely skilled as a musician or as a singer, it doesn't mean you need to give up on the sector you want to work on. You can still do it, but in a different way. So it's extremely important to be open and understand what the industry we would like to work on and how our set of skills can enrich the industry and can be appreciated by the industry itself. The second point I want to speak about industry, some sectors are impacted by the automation and artificial intelligence. So we can choose any industry we like, but we need to be very aware what is available now might not be available in 10 years' time. So if I'm a shop assistant, probably the cashier, so the moment to pay, is going to be replaced by devices, as is already happening. So I might need to make sure that I develop such a unique skills to be still in the sector. For example, more and more, in particular with COVID, the grocery shops are setting up efficient delivery systems so that you can have your grocery shop extremely quickly. Well, if you love working in a grocery shop, because some people might do, make sure that you, you develop your niche, you develop some specific skills that no other have. So perhaps you can do a course in nutrition and become so specialized that you do online shopping or online ad- shopping advisor for people that have dietary issue or they have done recently a surgery or they they are a mom to be. So develop some skills so that you can you can work in the same sector, food and hospitality, but from a different perspective, become unique. Because in that way, the machine, the device, the technology cannot replace you. So regarding the industry, I would say choose the industry that make you feel connected to, but make sure that you are looking ahead in the game and what is going to happen next so that you can adjust since now or you can make your plan because otherwise the time will choose for you and the technology and innovation and where we are going will choose for you and it's a shame it's definitely a shame so that's the last point i wanted to mention i know that i spoke a lot i know that this time has been very technical the frameworks are available on a sheet that can be downloaded so please get in contact so that i can share that with you if not you can always go on my website and get the resources there I want to thank you. I'm very open for questions and like a offline chit-chat, perhaps on DM. So please get in touch. And if you have any question, any comment, please let me know. I do hope this, this advices and these two frameworks can help you in your career change. And I will speak with you next week when we're going to explore with Davide how a calling in life can make you do a massive jump from sectors such as legal advice to now art in social setting. Thank you again for being here. Just a reminder, the change that we want starts with us. See you next week. Ciao.